trail British Columbia have a battering style of play. Drops it for Brady Hunter. Out front, Ethan Warner scores! Couple of huge saves by Logan Turnett. Front here, Ozark, Ozark, great play, Ozark scores! And he only for Smith. Goal line, longer back, wait, backdoor, Hunter scores! Welcome to The Smoke Show with your host, Ben Phillips. And welcome back to The Smoke Show Podcast. Ben Phillips with very part-time, <laughs> very part-time co-host. He's, he's more of a regular now. Apparently, he just rides the coattails. He just shows up when he's told to. Uh, he's here, here for a conversation and a good time. That's what I've learned off the air as we set this up. It's Ben Phillips with your favorite co-host, Rob Squires. Rob, welcome back to the show here as we talk post-ID uh, camp as well as uh, some of the new signings and uh, set up for the upcoming year. Follow you that. See, you see what happens whenever we wait till like the evening to shoot these? It just starts off the rails and just... <laughs> yep. <laughs> so if anyone's still listening we do have a great show planned for you uh either that or you're laughing along with us which we hope that's we hope we've created a, a our personalities enough and that connection enough that you're laughing along with us or or at us um in most most scenarios uh but we do have a like i said a a, a good show planned for for this week um as mentioned some we new... have a plan we'll see how it turns out but yes, we have we a have good a... plan <laughs> we do have a plan here. Uh, it's a Smoke Show podcast powered by Casagar Kia. We're going to talk rosters. We're going to talk some of the new signings, uh, a couple of the trades as well uh, that happened with the July first, or pardon me, June first, uh, Hockey Canada trade deadline opening up. I guess you would say uh, some of the future consideration deals being finalized across the league. Smoke Eaters with a couple as well. This week, we're going to talk to two of the locals. It is Judah McAway and Rhett Hamilton on the podcast. I'll join Rob and I a little bit later to talk about uh, you know their, their season in the KIJHL, a little bit about them, and uh, how excited they are to play in front of their hometown fans um, in their hometown building. Um, after that, uh, we'll kind of tease a little bit of the, the BCHL schedule, which is coming out uh you know, at the time of recording this, is coming out uh, later this week. Uh, we'll we'll hint at some of those uh, those highlights as well, um, as well as uh, top five goals uh, promo going out this week as uh, we talk uh, or try and get you the fans to uh, tell us who had the best goal from the 2022-23 season. Rob, first off. Um, you know, we talked going into the ID camp and, um, and you know, had that conversation, you know, how many kids can we maybe expect to, to come out of this and, and get signed? And we've seen a lot of signings uh, since the last time we sat down and, uh, and did a recording. So um, just out of that, uh, kind of your thoughts here as we, we jump into things. Yeah, like you said, last time we, we took a look at, there was, I forget how many players were at the the camp that we were kind of sitting and watching. Obviously you saw a few more days than I did, but we were both able to get, you know, eyes on some of the, uh, the guys that were looking to make the roster. And 
you know, there was definitely a few names that we saw there that we, we you know, that stood out of, of potentially having a chance and, you know, discussions potentially of, of making the team. And we've seen those come to fruition um, and, and fill out some of the, some of the, uh, the roster as we move forward, um, obviously still sorting out, you know, which players are returning. And, you know, we, I think there's still a, if I'm not mistaken, still a, a log jam of 20 year olds here. Um, so, Still a lot to be decided. Of course, it's uh, it's it's June, and we're talking rosters, so there's still a lot to be sorted out yet. But um, I think it was it was really neat to to see some of the guys there and and um, see them come together. and And there were some good competitive games that we saw, and some really nice goals, and um, and goaltending. Don't forget the goaltenders. But um, yeah, like I say, we saw a couple of guys, and a couple of them, uh, you know, we'll see here or we'd get to talk to here later in the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm optimistic for the guys that we've seen come in and the commitments that uh, have been posted and um, looking forward to see how this roster continues to, to formulate. I know we've both had conversations with coaches and, you know, what they're looking at and how the, the roster is coming together. And there's still obviously more things to come, come and, and things to happen. So um, yeah, it's an exciting time. Uh, it's, it's that summer period where you start, you know, going down that path of what the, the team might look like and what type of, group you might have come uh come the uh, the early part of the uh the the fall and um yeah i don't know man i'm pretty excited for for what we've seen so far and and the guys that have coming in and especially seeing a couple of guys that are you know local guys um that showed what they were able to do in the in junior b last year and 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 guys that um you know had a, had a splash in junior a and, and got a got a feel of it and now going to get a, an opportunity to suit up full time and, and see what they can do and uh yeah it's an exciting time well, yeah, and that's the fun thing about about our job as and as as you the fans too, is this time of year where you, um, you know, you put the roster on paper and you try and figure out what's happening, um, who's going where, where might this person fit in the lineup, um, you know, you you get to play Twitter GM. Exactly. Exactly. You get, to, you get to play. You get to play GM with the with the smoke eaters and and try and figure out what's what's happening. You get to, like I said, take take a look at things and and we kind of have a a rough piece of paper that we've kind of been going off of and filling in as there's been signings and you know I just kind of went through it there. There's been six signings for the smoke eaters since uh, their ID camp uh, at the end of April, beginning of May. So. Obviously, that camp did what uh, you know what they're designed to. You know, obviously, you know I'm. I would assume the the coaching staff is, it was aware of, of most of those players coming in, um, and then you know you get to see them firsthand, and you go, okay, for sure, like let's let's bring so and so on board. Let's offer this guy a spot. Let's sign this guy. Um, let's invite this guy to main camp. You know, there's there's all those kind of conversations that you know we don't know about, but we get to, you know, let's like said pull out our piece of paper, put a lineup together and, and, you know, see how it looks. Um, you, you kind of mentioned the, the log jam of 20 year olds. Uh, it's kind of, well, and we'll touch on that here in a, in a minute when we talk about the, the, the trade deadline opening up, that's kind of was definitely one of the problems that was plaguing the, the smoke eaters coaching and general managing staff, which I guess is the same person in terms of, of Tim. <laughs> um, well, but it's, it's a group thing, you know, Tim, Dustin, um, Dallas, um, I'm sure they all, all are involved in that, but you know, as a, as a, as a roster, they had a log jam of 20 year olds and, um, you can only have six, unfortunately. Um, and so you have to, 
obviously move some guys around, uh, which is the the unfortunate part of, of junior hockey. And the other thing too, and and you're seeing it around the league a lot, um, is you're seeing a massive logjam of twenty year olds, and and that I think is because of you know, given the last two years of you know, the, the COVID year, you think like, you look at a guy like, like, let's say Brady Hunter, for example, in, in 02. Um, you go back a couple years ago, he would have been a, a freshman, a 17 year old on that Smokey to roster with, with Kent Johnson, LaPointe, all, all those guys. He would have been a, a freshman player in that aspect. Um, you know, the Smokies had a couple of those, those younger players, those O2s. Um, now he's, now he's a senior. And so Hunter was a, a guy who came in last year. You, you, you kind of recruit those those 18, 19 year olds last year um, with the, with the pod season and, and everything because you know those are the guys that have played at this level. Some of those younger guys, those O threes, were were staying in school. They weren't making that jump. They were kind of they just weren't available. Uh, and so you you go through you know Smoke Eater roster, um, and in you know, returning, you know, you have two oh threes, um, two thousand three born players in, in Quindisher and Adam Parsons at the moment. You know, that's again what what we assume, um based off of last year's roster and, and guys eligible to return. You get two oh threes, but you've got and so in the theory, next year you don't really have a, a problem with twenty year olds, but this year they had nine coming coming out of the season. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I think a large portion of that is due to how COVID affected, how teams were able to recruit, where players went, um, did some players just step away. Uh, it makes for an interesting problem that it's not just a smoke eater thing. I, you're seeing it all around the league where there's there's a log jam of 20-year-olds. And I, now... And I'm not really sure on this, but was there was there anything at the next level, like at the NCAA level, that you know there has to be something that you know didn't allow some of these other guys that maybe move on in the year as expected and maybe bump that back a year, which has created a bit of this roster issue, maybe. I think you're seeing you're seeing some of that as well. I mean, you do there there was um, at the NCAA level where they they made an exception for for teams um, that didn't play. I believe it's teams that didn't play. I think in general, there's a lot of exceptions made where if you were, you know, aging out in a sense, you were allowed to play, play another year. And so then that stops the recruitment of, of guys going up to the next level um, out of, out of our league. It, it has that trickle down effect all the way down because then there's less room on a BCHL roster for those academies for those major midget programs um, for, for those kids to then make a jump up. And so they're kind of stuck and they have to go, you know, maybe to junior B or, or, or elsewhere to, to try and play hockey. They have to go out of province if they're eligible. And it's just a huge log jam and it's, it's not uh, a smoke eater thing that there, there is. There's it's, it's a league wide thing. Some teams don't have that issue. Some of them definitely do. Yeah, and like I say, it, it'll be interesting to see as it as it plays out, and you know what a what a tough job to to try to you know, just like when you have a like a four year NCAA program and trying to strategize strategize how and when certain players are coming in and what those rosters will look like, you know, trying to do that at this level with the aging out level and guys that do make commitments and how those timely, it's got to be a nightmare for the coaching staff to try to like you know 
nothing's going on the board in permanent ink, right? Like everything's everything's magnets or, or dry erase because guys move around on the on the sheets and you know timelines change and um, you know. But what you do see, like you mentioned, what, I'm just trying to count the emails of the uh, the media releases that I get here, and I, like you said, I think it was six of them um, already. So you, you know, with the six guys and a number of returning, you know, obviously the coaching staff's got a good grasp of what they expect. And um, are really confident in the core group of guys that they have moving forward right now, you know, barring any trades and things that we may still happen. But um, it's it's I think to me, it's refreshing to see them make the, you know, the commitments early and, and you know, make a decision. You, you've recruited these guys. You know what you're looking at. Maybe not the as clear a picture as you would have liked, maybe with limited access to certain games and being able to watch. Like, obviously, there's a lot of that that's happened there as well. So. Um, but making these decisions, having this roster kind of shored up earlier and, and sooner rather than later, not only is fun for us to kind of see, okay, what do we have going forward from, from a fan's perspective, but um, it's got to be a, a, you know, confidence inspiring to me anyway, in the, in the coaching staff and, and, and the management of, how, you know, that they've got a plan of what they want this team makeup to look like and, and moving forward um, to be able to make these commitments as soon as they are and, and, you know, making these calls on these guys that they, you know, these are the guys we want and uh, we're making those commitments early on. We're not waiting to see, you know, what may or may not happen. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like we've seen these guys, we identified them. We saw them at camps. Like these are obviously guys that have been on their radar for a while and, and, you know, making these calls and, and, and getting these commitments in place. And, and I think that's good for the team. I think it's good for the fans. I think it's great for these players um, getting their opportunity to know like, hey, you know, they're not sitting there waiting. Well, where am I going to play? What's going to happen? They know where they're going. They can make plans to be prepared for it, you know, especially for the couple of guys that we've, we have we get to talk to here today, um, you know, being local guys and having that, you know, that instant access to, to the facilities and the rink and stuff here and the guys that are around to, to be able to make those plans and be ready for the season. I think is great that they're making these these calls as soon as they are. So, um, yeah, it's it's. For me, getting back into it, having taken last year off for personal reasons and stuff, like um, I think it's great to kind of really start, you know, looking at the roster and getting familiar with players, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, it all pans out the way we expect it to be uh, come uh, the start of the the season, which already seems way too far away. But <laughs> you know what? It's you. You seem like it's too far away. I was I was in the <laughs> office the other day. Um, You're still in it. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about, uh, I was kind of mumbling to myself. It was, I think it was June 1st or something. And I said, you know, knowing that kind of the, the, the rough outline of when the BCHL schedule, it, well, I'm not, <laughs> I know when the, what the schedule is, it's coming out on Thursday. I'm not going to tell anybody is, but I know it. So knowing that I said to myself, like three months and, you know, in a sense, camp starts and we're back into it. Not, and that doesn't include some of the lead up going into the season, like three months, it's, it's going to fly by. Mm. Uh, and so I was there, I'm like, I can't believe like three months. It seems so short that the season's over. It's just been, you know, in, in my, my side, it's been, it's been busy ever since the season ended. Um, and I think that was the, the first week of April, second week of April. And now, you know, a month and a half later, we're, we're three months away from, from, from main camp uh, opening up and preseason games being played and the regular season starting. And before you know it, it will be Christmas. And uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> wow, downroad we, we got to Christmas real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Episode but, two for this season, <laughs> and we're already at Christmas. <laughs> wow. Sure. Um, 
some of the so the guys so you know you said there there's six signings that basically came out after after the ID camp um four for sure I would say were I I would say were would be a direct result of of the ID camp maybe not a direct result but guys that you know, we we talked to Judah McAway, Rhett Hamilton. These are guys that have AP'd with the Smoke Eaters this year. Um, they're obviously on on the coaching staff's radar. Um, they played in the KI this year. Those are guys that were signed after camp. Um, they came to camp and you know had to, in a sense, still prove themselves. Maybe 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 they didn't. Maybe those conversations already happened and it was just a formality at that point after camp. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to include those as guys that have been signed out of camp. So I would say there's, there's four. Uh, Judah McAway, Rhett Hamilton, Connor Seeley, uh, and the young gun. And, you know, I'm excited for this player. I'm excited to see what he, what he'll become. Uh, obviously, I'm, I should clarify. I'm excited for all these players. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited don't for all favorites. these players. Uh, yeah, I don't want to play favorites. But I am. <laughs> I do want to say, and but I want to, you know, manage the expectations as well from, from you, the fans, um, I'm really excited to see what Logan Peskett could do. Um, as a, as an 06 born forward, he's obviously the youngest uh, smoke eater committed um, at the moment and coming in. He's only 15 uh, at this point. He'll be 16 when when uh, the season starts. So he's you know a year or two years on average younger than than most players that are are making their jump into the BCHL like you look at Judah and and Rhett both of them are are 18 year olds coming into the BCHL um but he's got the size he skates really well um i heard someone say you know if if you had to compare him to a current BCHLer i'd com- compare him to Matthew Wood mm. right now in terms of that young talent coming up um he, he's a player I'm excited. He's a player that, that surprised me at camp. Again, I, I believe he's one that maybe the coaching staff had already um, been aware of, but he showed up at camp and had a, had a really good ID camp. And he, on top of some of the other um, signings that this, that the, the smoke eaters have made, I, I'm excited to see these young players step into the league and see what they can do. Yeah. Like you say, um, you know, it's, it's, it'll be quite a, Quite a jump, obviously, uh, at, at that age to, to, to step into this, but he definitely seems to uh, to have the tools, this, like you mentioned, the size, the, the ability, um, and then the coaching staff is, you know, to, to sign him this early, um, obviously has a lot of confidence in him. I think he was, I think from your draft here, I'm reading was also, you know, you know a WHL draft as well. Like, this is not a kid that uh, didn't have opportunities to play um, in many different places and had chosen to take his talents here to, to trail. Um, so obviously there's something there why he wants to be here and um, just as excited as you are to see someone, you know, if I hadn't heard that comparison made, but, you know, for those unaware, if you're comparing him to Matthew Wood, that's uh, that's quite the uh, the company to be uh, to be ranked up there as far as recent uh, BCHL experience. So, um, you know, not to put any pressure on the kid for sure, but, um, <laughs> To, to produce like Matthew Wood did in this past season, but, uh, you know, excited to see what he can bring. And, and, you know, if, uh, if, if the hype, uh, is, is, is there and he can play into that role with, again, without putting the pressure on it, um, smoke eaters could be in for something special, uh, to see him, you know, potentially play a couple of seasons here for the smoke eaters and what he might be able to do for them. So, um, you know, there's lots of those great stories of these guys, like the guys we get to talk to today. And, um, 
and 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 Macway and, and Hamilton. Uh, you know, two guys that you know are known known in the area, played a lot of hockey in the area, and um, you know, stories of guys you know grew, growing up wanting you know wanting to play for this team and and now getting that opportunity and um, yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to see those stories come to fruition, and um, I'm excited to to see what they're able to do when they hit the ice. Uh, you know, I have, I know in a little bit that we saw with, uh, with some of the guys that got opportunities last year, um, some of them made the most of them. I think Hamilton got his first goal. Macway got an assist in, in one of his games, I think. And, you know, these guys were, you know, were able to step into a depleted lineup at, at certain times and, and be able to help mm-hmm. out and contribute right away. Um, they both played for great programs at the, at the, at the KI level and um, look to be positioned quite well to make this step. Um, it'll be exciting to see them as well as some of these other guys come in and whatever other additions they, uh, the powers that be within the, uh, the, uh, you know, the nerve center of the smoke eaters organization there and what, what they're able to add to this. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And so, like you said, you know, there, there's Macway, Hamilton, Seeley, Peskett, you know, also signed, um, after camp, Alec Whipple, um, defenseman out of, out of the U S as well as, uh, Brandon Crowell. To, Maritimer, uh, Maritimer, another Maritimer. I guess he. There we go. Part of the the connection there. I guess he he trains with uh, with Brady Hunter in the, in the summer, and so there's a connection was made, and um, obviously, uh, coaching staff and there there's conversations. I, obviously, I don't know how all that works, but I just know <laughs> that there, there there's a, a, a there's a connection there with with Brady Hunter, and so um, you know, and sometimes your best recruiting tool is current or former players yeah right um and so obviously there's that connection there and brandon Crowell's, uh you know had a, a pretty impressive year um i think he said he's won a total of six championships this year six different tournaments or championships it ended up being a, a usa um u18 national championship with uh with mount uh mount st charles so uh, he's another one i'm excited excited to see um you know, I like seeing not... Maritimers making it out here. Being <laughs> from the Maritimes myself, I love it. Love it. I think I think you have said that almost on every episode that you're a Maritimer. I gotta get it in there. Like it's <laughs> not obvious enough with my with my, you know, accent that I can't quite completely hide. But uh, yeah, really, I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, proud I, for I, where I'm from, man, and I love seeing. You know, having played hockey back there and, and seeing some of the guys that I went to school with make, you know, uh, you know, get opportunities to play at pro levels and stuff. And then now seeing some of these guys, young guys from the Maritimes making their way all the way out here and going on. Uh, it's a great it's, it's a nice connection for me to keep an eye. I like to keep an eye on the uh, on the Maritime Junior League as well. I, I you know, the, the Junior A League out there. Um, that was the aspirational league for me growing up. So I keep an eye on it back there and the uh, the summer's. Summerside Capitals made their way to the uh, to the national championship and came up a little bit short there on that one. But um, you know, I love seeing these guys get opportunities to come out and play out here and um, get a get a taste of what the hockey's like out here in the West Coast. So um, looking forward to see him. And uh, he obviously has a habit of winning titles, and uh, we could use uh, some of that uh, going into next season. So I was going to say, I, I, as as long as I've known you, I've never picked out that you had a maritime accent other than you telling me that you're, you're a maritimer so well because uh, we're not allowed to you know enjoy adult beverages on the podcast so it doesn't come out as often <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you moving on to not. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to our next topic, uh, and, and I think we'll save like kind of the rest of the, our roster breakdown for maybe another episode because there's there's a lot to talk about there, and you know we we want to kind of keep going on on what we have uh, planned. Let's talk kind of a little bit of the the, the trades. Um, we'll be kind of pretty quick on them. Um, definitely want to thank both Cam Moger and Connor Michel for their contributions to the to the team over the last two years. Getting to know. Uh, both of those guys, it's tough when, you know, they're part of those future consideration deals. And um, it's it, like, like we said off the top, it's part of the part of the business. Um, Cam Moger goes to Prince George. Connor Show goes to Fort McMurray. Um, Fort Mac has a, you know, as, as, as a really good program in the AJHL. Um, they're, they're known for helping getting their guys, some of their older guys, who might not be on on NCAA um, radars, helping them get scholarships. So, I uh, definitely want to wish uh, Misho the best in, in in trying to continue on with um, that journey and trying to get to the the NCAA level. There's no doubt in my mind that uh, he can get there. He's a he's a smart kid, so he's definitely got the grades. Um, and I, I think he's he's he took a lot of steps this year in his game and his development. I think he'll be a a big player in the in the AJHL. And, and same to Moger, you know, he's taken a lot of steps coming out of out of major midget. Um, had to had to kind of deal with with COVID. Had a um, his season last year cut short due to injuries during the pod. Uh, took a lot of steps this year, and uh, uh, it's really tough to see see both those guys on different teams. Tough to see Moger playing against us. Um, but uh, he he's off to to Prince George. He's already got his NCAA commitment. But want to wish him the best as well. Uh, to be clear, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, which you tend to do, um, these were these were completions of trades that were already made. Correct. Yes. Like these were not like, hey, we need to move these guys as of now. It was these we just had to wait until the roster things had happened, and these were things that were had to happen. Like it, you know, because obviously some some fans are going to be wondering like, well, what's why? Why would we move this guy or that guy um, at this point? Um, and like you say, they're, they're they're completions of trades that were already already done. Um, which you wish them nothing but the the best. And like you say, we'll maybe see uh, Moger back and and Misho all the best to him. We had a chance to to talk with him on a few occasions. So uh, tough to see guys go, but that's uh, that's part of what happens. And either you know, there's nothing you can do about it. They don't they don't get to stay yeah. forever. They got to move on at some point and whether it's via this, this mechanism or onto NCAA that, uh, you know, we just want to wish them all the best. Another one, not returning, uh, Joel Barton. And this one was a, this one was a little bit weirder. Um, and, but this one's, you know, as, as nice of a kid as Joel is, you know, had him on the podcast this year, um, getting to know him on the bus. He, he, tremendous, tremendous kid. Um, can't say enough nice things about him. Uh, he said it a couple times this year too, where he is the nicest guy on the ice, um, but he's the meanest guy, or he's the nicest guy off the <laughs> I was ice. Say, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> he's the nicest guy off the ice. He is. He is not so nice when he's on the ice. He had two fights <laughs> this year. Both were against Penticton. Both times he pummeled his opponent. Um, a lot going on behind the plate. Barton having words here with. And they are going to go. Joel Barton and Casey McDonald at center ice. As Barton throwing right, has got the first one. Helmets off of McDonald. Barton still throwing right. And he's landing them. Joel Barton stays on his feet as McDonald lands a couple blows. They're still going at it. 
wrestling match. Barton throws another right hand, then they'll wrestle themselves. The rest will come in to break it up. Welcome to the BCHL, Joel Barton, as he stands his own against Casey McDonald. Gotta love a rivalry. Joel Barton would say he landed the majority of the punches there at the V's blue line. Throwing rights, took a couple hits, stayed on his feet, took a left hand as well there for McDonald, and then threw a couple rights. Credit to Casey McDonald who took a beating and stayed on his feet. That, did that happen to make him a fan favorite with Trail where he decides to drop him twice with Ben Tickton? Maybe a little bit? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's an unbelievable kid. Um, but he has decided that hockey isn't, you know, where he wants to go right now. He, he wants to just jump right into the education side of things. He's, uh, going to go to the university of Western Ontario, uh, take medical sciences. Um, and I gotta say, Dr. Barton has a, uh, has a nice ring to it. It's gotta uh, be a bit of a sucker for punishment if he's like, ah, screw it, I, I'm gonna go become a doctor. I just jump right into that because you know that seems easier. Like, holy cow! He, oh, <laughs> without even trying, Joel <laughs> is the smartest kid in any room. He's 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 a genius. That's great. Um, so he's uh, he's off to to become a doctor, and and that's obviously his passion. Um, obviously, I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision for him. To, to make um but uh we want to wish him all the best and um if he if he ever gets a reading break and is back in in town we'll we'll get him uh you know we'll coordinate maybe maybe it's him on the broadcast maybe it's uh maybe it's him on the podcast something uh again we well, i'm sure we'll we'll check in with with joel barton uh once again and uh i reached out to, to joel this week as well and uh you know wanted to give him the opportunity to say his piece um you know in a, in a bit of a final thank you farewell uh so he was able to do that for me so enjoy this here uh hearing from joel barton hopefully not the last time but uh last time here uh this season one thing that was made really clear early on in the season was how supportive the trail community was towards the smoke eaters we knew that night in and night out, no matter who we were up against or whether we were on the road at, or at home, we could always count on the best fans in the BCHL. So for that, I would like to thank the trail community for their endless support this year. I was also really thankful to have been given the opportunity to learn about the rich history of trail through interacting with community members and through the Trophy Town documentary to learn about how a small town like trail can have such a big impact on a global scale. As for me, I've decided to leave competitive hockey behind and pursue a medical sciences degree at Western University in London, Ontario. I'm going to be going on to med school after my degree and then specializing in whatever field I find interests me in the next few years as I continue my education. I would really like to thank Rich and Annie Murphy, the Trail Smoke Eaters hockey operations staff, coaches, and the team for creating an environment which not only pushed us to be better as players, but also active members of the community and grow as people. I'm really thankful to have been given the opportunity to have the various volunteering opportunities and to be able to see how we inspired the younger generation of Smoke Eaters. It was truly an honor to wear the Smokies jersey. I would also like to thank 
David and Denise Flick for giving me an amazing living environment at home and for allowing me to truly perform at the best of my abilities. I wish nothing but the best to the 2022-2023 Smokies. Hey, Smokies fans, it's time to buy your 2022-23 Trail Smoke Eater season tickets. In a world of ever-increasing prices, the Smoke Eaters are proud to keep adult season ticket prices the same at $279. Youth season tickets at $130. And new to this season, kids season tickets just $49 plus tax. Looking for flexibility? Then the season ticket flex pass is for you at $329 plus tax. His best save of the season. Get your season ticket today to get the early bird price and reserve your seat for all the incredible Trail Smoke Eaters hockey action. Well, I think uh, let's let's jump right into it. We've kind of delayed it a little bit. We talked a lot about Judah Mackway, who played this year with the Beer Valley Nighthawks in the KHL, had 33 points in 33 games. Uh, and his counterpart in terms of being, being a local um, in Rhett Hamilton, played with uh, his his counterpart, or, or I guess rival. Um, divisional rival. Divisional rival in the Nelson Leafs in the KIJHL. He had 24 points in 40 games this year, but then tore it up in the playoffs with 16 points in 18 playoff games. That's tough to do in the playoffs. Um, our two local boys, Judah McWay, Red Hamilton, here on the Smoke Show podcast. We'll talk on the other side of the break. Joined back here on the Smoke Show podcast with uh, two of uh, the Smoke Eaters' newest recruits coming out of, out of main camp. Uh, that's one of the things we're, we're talking about here on, on this episode. In the follow-up to the last time Rob and I talked, happily joined with Judah McAway and Rhett Hamilton. Uh, Judah, we'll start with you. Just how's it going here on this evening, and uh, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's going good. Um I'm I'm really looking forward to this year and yeah, good to be here with you guys. And Red, how how are things going with you? Yeah, pretty good. You know, just living life and uh, looking forward to being with you guys as well. And can't wait for the season to start. Well, the the big thing with with both of you guys uh, and kind of why um, we decided to get you guys on first here through the summer in in when introducing some of our new recruits is the the local aspect for you guys um and the the fact that you guys have kind of grown up coming to games um Rhett there was that 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 picture of you when you were a kid wearing a a smoke eaters t-shirt um I'm not sure quite how old you were in that one but definitely quite young um just Rhett for, for you how excited are you to to get the chance to to not only just step up and, and play in the BCHL but also play play for um you know the hometown team. Uh yeah well you know what honestly I was at a loss for words when I guess uh, when I signed I didn't really know what to say to Tim at the time and then uh, went straight over to my parents FaceTimed them and they were they were both in tears they were so happy it's just so it's kind of been it's ran through my family like my uncle and my grandpa they both played for the Smokies and they just feels really good to be able to accomplish like a goal that I've been uh, trying to reach for my whole life. And you know, obviously, you know, you AP'd a couple times with the, with the team this year, you've already got your first BCHL goal. So uh, that, that's a nice feather in the cap. Judah, for you, yeah. um, same thing. It, 
finally signing for for you know the hometown team like you know you UAP'd as well with the with the team this year how excited were you to to finally put pen to paper yeah for sure just just about the same for me just some I've been working towards my whole life and obviously going to games throughout yeah my childhood minor hockey just obviously the goal the goal all along and then when it finally happened I was kind of in awe too it was it's just awesome Hey, uh, Rhett, so I've been checking out your profile here on Elite Prospects, and one of the things I noticed is uh, you're from Bonington, B.C. Now, I'm, I'm, I want to be clear, I, my mother-in-law lives in Bonington, so I'm very familiar with it. I know it's basically smack dab in the middle between Castlegar and Nelson. So are we, are we saying you're from Nelson, Castlegar, Bonington? Just so we're not getting any wires crossed here during the season, we'll make sure we get this right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm from Bonington. I live right in it. Right in it. Yeah, and you still you still live there now. Yeah, I do. So playing in in Nelson then for the uh, for the Leafs, obviously they got a, a great franchise, a lot of history there, um, and and growing up with the Smoke Eaters, you know you've you've, you've kind of hit uh, you know the the jackpot in in you know the the small hockey hub that we have here of playing for you know one of the top teams in, in the Neil Murdoch division in the KI, and then you know making that that transition now and playing for the Smoke Eaters. What is it about going into that Smoke Eaters building that you're looking forward to the most on a night-in and night-out basis of playing in front of a hometown crowd? Um, definitely just uh, keeping on the winning kind of legacy that they have, helping the team, the team with their success, and uh, yeah, winning winning every game. And for, uh, for, for Judah, you know, <laughs> you played for arguably one of the top uh, Junior B, uh, you know, clubs here in 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 recent history, my history anyway, in and around this area with the Beaver Valley Nighthawks, uh, always seem to have a top team, always seem to be to be winning, uh, winning stuff. Obviously, it did quite well playing out there. Um, you know, what can you say about coming from that franchise and, and what are you looking forward to most playing uh, for the Smoke Eaters here and, and coming into that building um, every night and, and what is arguably one of the best buildings to play in here in the BCHL? Yeah, for sure. Um, just for me, I've, yeah, I've been local my whole life. Kind of playing for the MML team, then BV, which is just 15 minutes away, and now Trails. Just it's just awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing the familiar faces in the crowd, just like this year in BV. Lots of hometown people, my friends and family who I can yeah look up there and see. And then obviously yeah, just winning like we did in BV this year, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it in Trail too, obviously. And now for sorry for both of you guys, do you guys is there any added pressure for either of you, or do you feel like? you know, an extra shot of, of, you know, pride playing for that team in, in so close to home and having family and friends there. Like, you know, how does that, how does that, do you still get those butterflies coming out in front of the family every night when you're playing at home? Or is that just a huge motivator for you? Um, yeah, definitely. There's going to be, we're going to be bringing in a few more fans, just kind of family neighbors and like just friends like that. And uh, it'll just be a better feeling uh, knowing that, we made it to that next level and being able to show off our skills in front of them. Yeah, for sure. It's just definitely drives you more. You, you want to impress uh, the people, you know, and yeah, I just, I really look forward to it next year. Now I, I noticed, you know, when Rob's kind of asking those questions and he, he kind of said it on, on both sides and it's, I know there's, there's that rivalry in, in, in the KI and in the, in the Neil Murdoch division, um and Rhett, I, I know I saw you kind of give a little bit of a smirk there as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. With you guys playing against each other this year was, you know, 
now you've kind of got to put all that aside because there is that rivalry between between Nelson and BB. You can't you can't ignore that. Um, if you guys have any fun stories, definitely share them. But firstly, um, is it going to be a little bit weird now playing on the same team? Uh, I don't really think so. Uh, June and I, we've known each other basically our whole lives. Like we played uh, played spring hockey together um, when we were younger, and yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be it's not going to be an issue. No, not at all. Yeah, we've played even just minor hockey against each other our whole lives. Him and Nelson, me and Trail, and uh, yeah, we we never had any specific rivalries just between just us. But I'm sure I'm sure he didn't like some of the guys on our team, and I definitely didn't like yeah. some of the guys on their team. But yeah, not not just exactly. specifically between us. I'm definitely looking forward <laughs> to playing with Rhett. Yeah. So there, um, there's no. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Sorry, I was just gonna ask. So you know, obviously, like you say, you both play on. Uh, you know, the Neil Murdoch is such a great junior B division it's it's uh, you know with the team so close and the rivalries that it builds but you know for for um for Rhett you know obviously there's a big rivalry there at Beaver Valley I know there's a huge rivalry there was with Spokane we'll see if that fires back up <laughs> um anytime soon but coming into the BCHL as a, as a smoke eater now is there any you know obviously the you know the schedule hasn't been released yet but is there any teams or or you know rivalries that you're looking forward to um coming in as a smoke eater and then the same thing there for for judah coming at a beaver valley uh yeah definitely against cranbrook i got a couple of buddies um that played on the leafs or well one actually but a couple of buddies from nelson that are on that team and then yeah kind of just kind of random teams throughout the league like uh, salmon arm west k pg like i know a couple guys from there that i've played with and just i know through connections and we became good friends so there'll definitely be some rivals going around this year yeah same with me for sure just yeah guys you played against and uh yeah growing up playing against uh i got a couple of merit same in cranbrook and yeah it's just i look forward to that too for sure now uh what's uh let's maybe go go this way for for you guys and you to start with you what is some of the things that maybe you guys, you know, are are preparing for to expect out out of the BCHL? Obviously, um, it's there's a little bit more skill involved than there is at the at the junior B level. Uh, game is is a little bit faster, not necessarily as physical. Um, but what are some of the things that you guys are are thinking and you know preparing yourselves for what you guys have to be ready for to be at your best uh, come come September when the season gets going? I think it's just quick quickness all around. Like, uh, I want to get my first three steps quicker. Um, uh, I want to get my first pass quicker, just head up quicker. It's 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 all about quickness at le- that level. And obviously, you want to get stronger too. Want to be one of the stronger guys out there next year and make a physical impact as well as scoring points and yeah, being good defensively too. Yeah, definitely for myself. Um, I'm gonna be working on my hands a bit and my shot and uh, getting my head up to make that first play and. Like Judas said, it's a, it's a much quicker league with a lot more skill, um, and definitely won't be able, won't be uh, looking over my shoulder twice to see if anybody's coming down on me to run me through the boards. So that's a good feeling, kind of um, making that jump to, I guess, I guess a safer league and the more uh, kind of with more skill involved in it, scoring goals and getting points. Yeah. And so, you're, you know, you guys, obviously, you're going to be, you know, at some point and obviously throughout the summer working on your game and getting yourselves prepared. But 
when you're not focused on, you know, what you have to do to be prepared for the start of next season, what are you guys going to be doing here in the summer? You know, obviously from this area and, and us as well, knowing it as well as we do, um, there's plenty of fun things you can get up to here in the Kootenays. What are, what are your guys' uh, you know, go-tos here? What are you guys going to get up to in the summer? Um, for me, just, uh, yeah, I like to stay local too. We, we make a few trips out of town, but I like to hang out at Gyro and yeah, there's, there's lots going on. I play soccer too. And so, yeah, just, just lots of outside stuff, walking the dog around here. Just, yeah, just a nice place. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. Playing some golf, uh, quite a bit and then working too. Um, and then on the weekends, uh, my family has a house up in New Denver, so we like to go up there and kind of settle down. It's a nice place to be out on the lake. Um, yeah, just uh, kind of not focusing all on hockey, but uh, just getting my time away from it too. Now you both uh, faced a little bit of adversity this year in terms of in terms of injuries. Um, you know, Judah, I believe it was your shoulder uh, that that bothered you in the the last kind of part of the year, kept you out of the playoffs. Uh, Rhett, for you, I think it was a foot and a hand. I I believe it was. Um, how tough was that to to deal with? Obviously, you know, for both you, kind of at, at crucial times of the year, uh, and then rebounding from that to, and getting getting set to go again here uh, come September. Um. Yeah, definitely going through those injuries. I broke my foot. Um, and then with my hand, it just kind of got crushed and all the bones got moved around. And it was actually, uh, for my foot, it was a quick recovery, quicker than I thought it was going to be, even though I missed out on the last round of playoffs, which was definitely our most important one. And I would uh, really like to have that one back and be able to play. And with my hand, it's still, it's kind of an ongoing thing. It's taken a while to up here so hopefully um by the start of the season i'll be 100 percent with that and yeah i'll be ready to go yeah and for me it, yeah it definitely sucked being out uh last like 10 10 or more games of the season and then uh first round of playoffs i i decided to play in game six uh, i i tore my rotator cuff I, I decided to play in game six and then got hit weird and it wasn't it wasn't as healed as I thought it was and then because obviously you want to get back in lineup and playoffs don't want to miss any time and I let it let it sit again for a couple weeks and then I tried to play game six against Nelson and yeah just I couldn't make much of an impact because I was yeah I was all taped up and it was yeah I was still not healed so definitely learned a lot from that just not to try and rush back after an injury but it, it feels great now so that's that's awesome how are those conversations like that you have with with yourselves? Like, uh, I was I was talking to, to someone today. We we're talking about you know it was announced that Darnell Nurse had the the torn hip flexor. He's been playing with through the entire playoffs. Um, how do you have those conversations with your with yourself where you you think you're feeling better, but you also got to make sure, like you just said, Judah. There, you know, were you at the point where you were able to be effective when you step back into the lineup? How, like, obviously you you both are love to play the game that's why you play the game um but at some point you have to have those hard conversations or have you had those hard conversations with yourselves of if i come back even though i'm you know maybe not quite 100 percent, am i doing more more harm than good how, how do those conversations go yeah that's exactly it i just like you want to get back in you don't want to let your teammates down but then again there's there's guys sitting out every night and it's kind of the question of 
if I come back, am I going to make more of an impact than these guys sitting out? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's really tough. Cause yeah, you, you think you're letting your team down, but if you go, go back in and you're not, you're not a hundred percent, then you're kind of letting them down both ways. So yeah, it's definitely tough. You got it right. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge mental game to keep pushing through those injuries and thinking that you're going to be able to play that game, that next game. Like I tried to play with a playing cast and thought I was going to be pretty effective out there, but didn't do a whole lot. I, I left in the third period and it was, it just kind of ate me up just leaving the game like that. And um, yeah, it just sucked, but you bounce back and bounce back better. Now you guys, obviously, you know, you're getting through those injuries and be ready to go and through the summer here. Are you guys, are you guys following uh, the NHL playoffs right now? Is, is your team still in uh, one of the last few here that are still kicking around or uh, how did, uh, how did your playoff brackets work so far this, uh, this playoffs? Well, my team just got booted. I, I like the oil, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough loss in the Western conference final there, but yeah, I've, I've definitely been following lot, watching lots of games. I love watching hockey. So yeah. Yeah, I've been watching quite a few games as well, but my team is Pittsburgh, so they've known for a few weeks now. It was kind of kind of sucks, but I like watching it, and it's a good competitive hockey, and you learn a lot from it. Yeah, there's been a lot of lot of top stars uh, making it quite deep here in the playoffs. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, when you guys are watching, you know, any hockey, who who do you guys you know pay the most attention to? Who do you kind of model your game after? And you know, what type of uh, what type of player? Um, do you look to, to turn yourselves into whenever you're looking forward to next year? Yeah, obviously as an Oilers fan, I, I, I look at McDavid like you want to want to skate skate and have the hands like him, but it's kind of unrealistic. I, I obviously watch and try to, like, you see the things he does, you want to try and practice them in, in practice. And, but I also like the, the guys like, uh, like Hyman and those, those gritty guys that can also score and make an impact physically too. So yeah, I, I watch, I watch lots of guys. Yeah. Same with me. I watch a lot of guys. I uh, definitely model myself after uh Braden point kind of small, fast. Um, he's super shifty and he can put the puck in the back of that pretty well. And yeah, there's just so many guys in the league that have so much skill now. And uh, yeah, it's just great to watch and learn a lot of things. Uh Obviously, with the with the BCHL level comes the the academic side of things. Uh, I believe both of you guys are, are probably in the process of graduating right now, or or pretty close to. Um, any specific uh, school interests uh, that you guys have that you you want to follow, and you know maybe that's the 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 field and the degree degree you want to take. Uh, you know, in, at the NCAA level. Um, for me, I'm not too sure yet. Obviously, you want to you want to get a scholarship, but yeah, just keeping the grades up right now and looking forward to graduating. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I have a specific thing I want to go to yet or a specific school I'm looking at. But yeah, it'd be awesome to get a scholarship. Yeah, same with me. It'd be great to get a scholarship. Um, not looking too much into any schools right now. Just focusing on graduating with good grades, um, and then that extra school will come. Hopefully going to take a few um, online kind of courses uh, throughout my first year with trail and then go from there. Uh, I guess the, the, the last thing I would, um, I would say is again, you know, 
Rhett, you mentioned the the mental side of the game in in getting back from from an injury. Um, how is how does that play into um, obviously the the confidence uh, side as well in, in when you step out for for game number one? Um, like you said, there there's bound to be some nerves, but there's bound to be some family. You're bound to be excited. Um, what obviously that's that's two two and a half almost three months three months away. But have you ran that scenario through your mind and and you know as a player, you know, going up and and knowing what you need to do on on those kind of nights on opening nights and battling with those nerves. Um, what did you learn from your KIJHL debut? Maybe maybe a couple games with the with the BCHL. Um, that's going to prepare you to to be ready for for game one. Uh, yeah, you know, just I already get butterflies thinking about it. Like, and I can't wait for the season to start here. And um, yeah, definitely, um, just going to play my game the way I play, um, fast and make some plays out there and uh, use my speed. Um, yeah, it's just and I can't wait to show off everything that I have in front of all these fans and trail and uh, help the team win. Um, uh, yeah. Judah, same question to you. Yeah, for me, I just, yeah, um, playing those games with uh, with trail this year, played a couple games, AP'd, and, and even in some big games, in the, her one big game in the playoffs against Penticton. So me and Rhett kind of know what to expect there, and it's, yeah, obviously look forward to it. Um, want to get into the game early, uh, make a play early, and try and keep those butterflies away and not look up in the crowd too much. But yeah. So my my uh, my last questions are, are really usually difficult ones. Um, <laughs> so who who's winning the Stanley Cup? I I got to I got to get that sorted here before the end of the evening, and I need some input. So. <laughs> Is it, are the Avs going to finish this thing off? They touched the cup. They, they touched the, the trophy the other night, so I'm not yeah. so sure what's going on there. Yeah, um, I guess Sakic told them to, so we'll see what happens there if that pays off for them. But, uh, you know, is Tampa going to make it three? Is, are the Rangers? I hate the Rangers, but are the Rangers going to make it in there? What, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I definitely uh, Colorado is going to take it now, for sure. That's what I think. Yeah, I see, uh, I see Tampa beating being New York now, but I don't know. The the finals is tough. I think I think Colorado might be too strong. Well, if Kadri gets back, I think Colorado has it, but I don't know. Tampa's Tampa's too good, man. I don't know. Yeah, Tampa with point if he gets back. Yeah, true. Points out too. I don't know. Be good. But Colorado looks awesome right now, so. Yeah. It's going to be a tough, tough final to watch no matter who's there. You know, just such awful talent making it to the final this year. <laughs> It's crazy. Well, now that Rob has his playoff pool sorted, uh, nice. <laughs> Rhett, hey, I've, Judah, I've had Tampa right from the start, and they're still hanging in there. So, but Colorado's kind of creeped into my consciousness here. That uh, yeah. damn McKinnon's good. Yeah, when he wants to be, he can. I don't think you know. You saw him against McDavid. It's it's tough to to argue that he's not right there in the in the uh, in the discussion of one of the best players in the league. So, absolutely. Well, Rhett, well, Judah, uh, I want to thank you both for uh, taking the time and, and jumping up on the uh, on the podcast here and uh, introducing yourselves to the fans that may not know you guys uh, here in, in the local area um, that come out to the, the Smoke Eaters games. I'm sure many of them know, know you already, but 
Uh, here's another chance to, to kind of say hello before uh, you jump on the ice with the jersey. Oh, I was I'm asking to ask you guys one more question too. Um, just kind of you can you can say this in, in your kind of wrap. Um, what uh, if if you could choose any number that you could have um, on your smoke eater jersey in the fall? What number would that be? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I went 10 last year for the first time, for the first time in my career, and I, I'd probably want to stick with that, but 10 or 9, I like those. Yeah, same. I went uh, 28 this past season, and then with try I played 8, and both of them I liked quite a bit, so either order would be pretty sweet. Do you guys put much into numbers? I know some guys are superstitious about it, but are you guys just kind of, it's, it's just a number on my jersey? Yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, not I... really. I just, like, uh, kind of been switching around every season with the numbers. So, yeah, it's not much not much yeah. of a big deal for me. That's kind of, yeah, I've, I've never had one really I just stick to. But, yeah, switch it around. But I, I definitely like 10 or 9 if I could. Cool. Well, like I said, thanks, guys, for, for taking the time here um, here on the podcast. And, like I said introducing you guys to the to the fan base. Looking forward to to main camp starting uh, early September, and uh, and getting those those preseason games underway and and back into what is hopefully a, a normal season with a a full and rowdy uh, Kamenko building. Yep, for sure. Yes, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Welcome back here inside the booth as we hear from Judah Mackway, Rhett Hamilton there on the podcast. Uh, thanks to to both of them for for taking time and um, dealing with with our questions and uh, kind of you know Rob had to needed help with his playoff bracket, so uh, yes. had to had to purely throw that fantasy in there. reasons. <laughs> no cash involved. <laughs> Try not to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, thanks to, to to both those. Get nice to to talk to them and uh, and, and get their thoughts. As you know, both Rhett and Judah said, you know, the 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 moment of them signing um, was a special one, and they they're looking forward to uh, we're looking forward to the year and um, wearing that smoky jersey for the first time full time uh, without the. The, that AP attached them uh, to step out on the ice for the home opener in uh, in late September. That's yeah, got to be great. You know, like I said, I mentioned just a, few, a little while ago that, uh, you know, I, I when I played, I always looked to the junior A team there, the local team in Charlottetown at the time. And, um, you know, to, to be able to, you know, knowing what that would have meant to be able to go and play, play at that level for, at home. Um, and then these guys getting that opportunity, like, yes, you know, there's a, there's the, you know, always wanting to play there, but actually getting that opportunity to step on the ice, to pull on that jersey, knowing going into the season that you're, you know, you're there, this is going to happen, and be to be able to walk in prepared to be able to play, um, I think it's got to be great for both these guys. Um, they both seem like really, really good kids, and and you know are focused on what they're uh, what they're looking to accomplish this year, and 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 you know, I'm really looking forward to to seeing them both, you know, step on the ice and and. You know, it's always cool whenever you see the, the groupings of family that come out for each one of these guys when they're when they're at home. And, you know, you always have the little sections where it's like, you know, every member of the family has come out from the Kootenays here to come watch them. So it should be great to see. And uh, they'll put that uh, that Leafs Nighthawks rivalry in the in the in the rear view. And 
uh, I'm sure during the season we'll have to touch base with them uh, and seeing how that season's going and, and you know, keep tabs if they're keeping uh, an eye on what's going on in that league for as the season goes on there as well. So um, excited to see these two guys get a chance to pull on that jersey uh, full time here uh, at Kaminko and, and make an impression in front of this home crowd. Um. And you talk about the, the, the family section, and, and I don't know if I ever told you this, but I get that in uh, in Cranbrook with uh, with the Noah Quinn family. They mm-hmm. sit right below the uh, where the away broadcast is, and uh, um, the, just the whole family is just right there. They all got Noah <laughs> Quinn shirts, uh, jerseys on. Um, it's just it's 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 cool to see. It's cool to see the families there supporting uh, their kids. Obviously, they've they've done a lot to to help get them to that point. Um, and so you expect to see the same thing, I'm sure, with the with the Hamiltons and the and the, and the Macways um, at at games. And looking forward to it. looking forward to like, once again having having those local players uh, on the roster. Um, and, and like they both said, you know, you get. The neighbors, you get the the other kids you grew up with uh, coming out to to support them. So, um, more more people we can we can stuff into into Kaminko, the the better and louder um, <laughs> it it will be. Uh, it it always will be. So, uh, yeah, thanks to to both of them for for that and for um, like I said, taking the taking the time. It was good to uh, good to talk to talk to them once they've officially officially signed here on the uh or with the the smoke eaters um we've kind of already talked um kind of the roster breakdown how it's taking shape uh, i think we'll save some more of that in depth for for later in, in the summer uh, when we talk to one of our our next recruits whichever one that'll be we'll have to have to pick from the the pile and um and talk to to one of these kids um i think jump into you know I think just kind of maybe let's promo the the top five goals promo that's going to come out uh, here this week. Um, got Rob's opinion on them. So if there's a goal that's not in there um, or there's a goal that's in there that shouldn't be in there, uh, send all complaints <laughs> to D. Squire. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> At hotmail.com. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but that should that should be fun. It's something I've kind of wanted, or you know, yeah, I've kind of wanted to to do for. <laughs> Why are you giving me that look? It, it's something that I, I've kind of wanted to do, um, in in doing like a a goal countdown and letting the fans pick that. We're also gonna have uh, top save and play of the year. Um, just you know, extra thing to 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 look back on the, the season that was and um, get you hyped up for for the upcoming season. So, is there is there an is there a side poll here for the best goal call for, for the ones oh, that you, the, the video, right? We got, we got to get some feedback, which, what, what do people love? What's, what's the best Ben call out of the top videos that are good? We got to have something. Come on. The one where it's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's when our best work comes out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when no one can hear it and replicate it, uh, that's too funny. Oh, there's a lot of cool goals right? in there. It was it was cool to get uh, you know I got a inundated with some uh, with emails here during throughout the day of uh, Ben sending me clips. So what about this one? What about that one? Uh, so it was a lot of in depth uh, conversations about the goals. 
Um, <laughs> it uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Hopefully, everybody has a little fun with it. And um, I think we uh, we'll wait and see what uh, what the final is. I think I know which one everyone's going to go with, but uh, I'm not going to give away that yet. It's interesting too because we're going to do the the top five plays of the year as well. And so obviously there's a couple plays in, in mind that that I have that are going to going to jump in and um, be part of the plays of the year in terms of you know the moments and what they meant and, and whatnot. But there's a chance too, that maybe the top goal, if it gets voted in, maybe that makes it into the, the plays of the year as well. Um, You're getting wacky now. Maybe it's just gonna, <laughs> you never know. You never know. You could, uh, you could see, um, <laughs> we could see, see those video goals of again. Ben getting a, getting a shot, a shootout in ball hockey. Could that be one? No, because there was no cameras there. Ball hockey's over, and you missed your opportunity to come out and watch or, or be a part of. Um, I know. And uh, I've heard and, lots of stories. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I know who's telling you those stories, and it's not fair. Because I know they're elaborated. No, they're actually, they're probably right. <laughs> he, he scored scored on me twice. <laughs> they haunt me to this day. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is getting late. Yep. We're off the well, rails. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've we've kind of covered up enough and you know, talking through camp and, and giving our thoughts, but I'm I'm excited for the rest of the summer and in breaking down the roster. There's bound to be a few more signings. Um if I'm gonna leave with one thing, it's it's how excited I am for what this roster looks like it can do. Um, the the potential of this roster, I guess, is the the way to phrase it. Um, with the players coming in, um, there's a lot of youth, so obviously there, you gotta, you know, again manage and manage those expectations. Um, it might take some of these guys a little bit longer um, to to make that that solid impact, but not just this year in what we've recruited. Um, and continue to recruit, but next year as well. The, you know, there, there, there's been a lot of young youth recruited onto this team. This is a team that I think, you know, this year, next year, can really be a, a top team, make some noise in the in the BCHL, make some noise in the postseason. Um, and you know what? Anything can happen come come March. So um it's it's exciting to, to be a part of and i'm I'm really looking forward to, to seeing this roster on the ice um plus any other um additions that come with it yeah i think that the roster make up the core group coming back the additions we've seen so far with you know knowing there's still some pieces that still have to happen um is exciting um i think the the prospect of coming back with a you know knock on wood wherever you can find it a healthy roster um uh, hmm. key um to 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 what this team's able to produce and if they can if they can stay healthy and and these guys can click together i think the, it could be a you know a, a fun and exciting season um so that's it. that would be my follow up to that but the the one thing i didn't want to miss and it was announced you guys did put out a, a note today and i wanted to to congratulate um you know one of your your fellow co-workers there allison and a, and a great work that she does with the marketing team there winning one of the league awards for for marketing the uh, the smoke eaters and 
the great work that uh, you know she does, that you do, and the rest of the volunteers that, that, that do that. Uh, congratulations to you guys. It's well uh, well deserved. Um, this franchise has come a long way in the last uh, the last little while, and um, by uh, by no by no means not uh, due uh, to the extreme efforts that uh, that that group has put into uh, to put the Smoke Eaters back on the map. And uh, uh, it's been a lot of a lot of fun for me to be involved and to see what's happened um, and just want to send out a congratulations to, to, to Allison and the, and the team for all the hard work that they've done. So uh, congratulations. Definitely want to echo that here as we, we kind of do, do a bit of a wrap up and a huge congratulations long overdue uh, for Allison McCarthy, BCHL marketer of the year. So um, huge congratulations to her. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's really cool getting to, to work next to her um, every day and learn that side of the business um, <clears throat> in my role. So um, it was excited to, to hear that news, excited to um, kind of put that that all together, put it out for, for everyone else as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, echo your, your statements 100% in, in the what we've done, uh, what she's done over the last couple of years. Um, and now, um, like I said, I, I can't tell you guys, but we have conversations daily about things that we are planning for the upcoming season, different things that we're implementing, new things that are being added um, to the game night, um, whether that's a, you know physically, whether that's different game night elements. Um, all I got to say, get your season tickets, make sure you are there um, for the home opener, which is... Uh, Ah, it comes out on Thursday. Home opener is going to be uh, be September 30th against the Cranbrook Bucks. Um, if I get in trouble for telling you when the home opener is, I I don't know what it's anymore. That's all I'm going to tell you. Plan to be in trail at Kaminko Friday, September 30th. That's all I'm telling you. Um, I'm not going to tell you if that's the season opener. I'm not going to tell you if that's you know just the home opener. I, I'm not going to tell you anything. Uh, all I'm going to tell you is that is the Smokers' first regular season home game um, against the Cranbrook Bucks. Be there um, and see what uh, what we've planned for this year and, and see it on display and see this team. It, it, <clears throat> again, excited to see this roster and, and more of the makeup of it as uh, as we get, uh, get closer and closer to puck drop. She's going to hate that we did that, but she so <laughs> deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks to, to you, the listener, for, for tuning in once again. And, and if you got through our opening, uh, whatever we want to call that, uh, where Rob and I had had a good laugh right off the top, um, if you stuck stuck through it to hear the interviews, thanks for, for tuning in once again um, and, and listening to us here on Smoke Show Podcast, powered by Castle Garcia. Excited for the, for the next episode, excited for the summer, excited for... 2022-23 BCHL season. I hope you'll join us on the next episode of the podcast. Of course, if you want to hear from from one of our guests, uh, have a guest in mind. You have uh, you know something you want want asked, something you want talked about. Uh, send us a message, whether it's on Twitter, um, whether it's on on Facebook, responding to the, this comment uh, or this this post. I'm sure that. Many of you know know how to get in contact with us. Call the office. Uh, let us know what you want uh, want stop talked by about. Stop by with coffee. Yeah, stop by. We'll have a coffee. Uh, You're gonna have a whole bunch of people show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's four days to edit this. Yep. 
Uh, <laughs> I might keep doing it. No, we'll just leave it all in. Leave it all in. Rob, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming out. Good <laughs> That's night. getting cut for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Smoke Show podcast. The Smoke Show was produced at Trail Smoke Eaters Hockey. Hosting and research, Ben Phillips. Co-host, Rob Squires. Produced by Jeff Fontes. Theme music by Jason Shaw. Check out Trail Smoke Eaters on social media at BCHL Smoke Eaters. For everything Trail Smoke Eaters, head to trailsmokeeaters.com. <laughs>